0: Welcome to the Six Figure Event Podcast. Here we get real about what it takes to build extraordinary wealth as an entrepreneur, business owner, and event planner. We'll go places others won't, diving into the nitty-gritty how-tos of events, strategy, sponsorship, and marketing. Plus, we have exciting interviews with those who've mastered their own craft, and a segment called Interviews with Sponsors where we get the lowdown of what sponsors really look for when sponsoring an event. This is where we win the event space together. I'm your host, Alicia May, founder of Eventistry by Alicia, mom of two, lover of Saturdays, and I'm obsessed with creating phenomenal, profitable events. With a decade of experience, I'm here to talk you through those event roadblocks and even help you get out of your own way. Don't get stuck while planning, strategizing, and budgeting an event or retreat. On the Figure event podcast. I'm your wing woman. We're going to grow your business, your following, and scale your dreams one event at a time. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about all things on how to start an event planning business. I get this question asked a lot How did you scale? How did you grow? What are the steps that I need to take if I'm interested in being an event planner? And A secondary to this, kind of like a bonus, is how do I scale from that point? If you already have a business established locally and you want to scale to six figures like I did in less than a year, we're going to talk about what are some of the things to consider when starting an event planning business, and then how do you scale and grow from that point. To help you figure out your business, I'm going to share a few key pieces that were really vital because... As I started researching and digging further and understanding that there's more to planning your own company versus working for somebody else, you'll have to master the logistics of your own company. And let's start with tip number one. So build a solid business plan. And I always say this too with events. If you start by laying the foundation, no matter what avenue of business you're doing and no matter what you're accomplishing, lay out a business plan because if you just jump into it and then you six months later look back and think, oh shoot, I'm having these horrible clients. I'm saying yes to everybody because that was something that I was definitely doing when I first started. I just said yes to everybody. A business plan will actually help you stay on track and reevaluating your business plan every so often, every three months, every six months will help you determine if you need to modify anything to reflect changes in your business, in your life, pow. <laughs> so, Remember, a business plan will keep you focused in the long term goals and ensure as much as possible you stick to the basics. For instance, the description, your objective that's really important. What are the goals of your businesses? And are you aiming to be a top event planner in your town or do you have your sights set on something more international? So obviously, it's up to you, but you have to map that out. The structure how is your business structured? Are you the sole operator? Do you have a partner? If you have employees, if you want to hire later down the road, you can include that. And also your target market. Who are your potential clients? What segment does your event planning business want to attract? And identify the people who would be really interested in your services. Are they online entrepreneurs? Are they local So if you've never heard me say before the umbrella effect, start by taking a term, so let's say wedding planner, and then keep going down, bride and grooms, they're getting engaged, where do they hang out, where are they, and so you have this umbrella effect when you actually are writing out your strategy. Marketing, how will you market your business to attract customers? And do you have plans for a website? Will you utilize social media? Probably, of course. (laughs) And are you gonna attend local business events or expos? And last but not least, finances. Do you have any saved money? Are you gonna handle all of those upfront costs yourself? What does that look like and how will your payment and your processing come into effect? Are you gonna do it online? Are you gonna have a brick and mortar? So things like that to help you write a plan, you're gonna be three steps ahead of everyone else, I promise, because a lot of people that I meet just start an event planning business and kind of miss those first foundational steps. Now, once you've written that plan, don't put it in a cupboard or a drawer like I do. I have got this messy drawer. (laughs) got more than one and never think about it again. Keep it front and center, keep it on your desk, revisit it once in a while, make changes and continue to look at if you're setting those benchmarks for yourself, for instance, in 3 months I want to have an active social media campaign going. I will be spending $5 a day, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. So really keep that front and center so you can keep on track. Because I know how life is, you get distracted. It does take some time to establish a business. Number two in kind of propelling your career forward in event planning and being your own boss really is to invest in education, higher training, coaching, certification, mentorship, online education, anything that will help you understand the narrative of event planning in a bigger scope because you may think that, Event planning is just florals and pretty things, but there's more to an event than just that. There's a whole business side that you may not be aware of. If you are aware of that, and let's say you're already two years into your event planning business, you have been established, I still urge you to do your training once a year, going up-level your skill set. I definitely do this. Most professions do this already. Like for instance, doctors and nurses, they have to meet certain criteria, lawyers, etc. So event planning should be no different. Even if you take a couple of events per year that you will go to to see and learn and grow from experiences, I mean, the event planning business is lucrative. It is up and coming. It is high tech now. There are so many different things going on. So I suggest it doesn't have to be traditional schooling. You don't have to sit in a classroom for six months to two years. You can go and, again, experience events firsthand. You can take an online certification course. Save up that money. Instead of going to get your Starbucks coffee every day, save that money and then build up to getting that money saved up. For that course that you really want to take. It doesn't have to be traditional, like I said. You don't have to sit in a schoolroom. You can learn from also other people. So number three is actually intern and learn the industry. If you're brand new, like brand spanking new, you have no event experience whatsoever. Again, I get this question at least 10 times a day. Where do I start? And again, start business plan, number one. Number two, definitely do some schooling education. Number three, get your hands dirty. Get your hands wet, get your hands dirty. <laughs> Whatever, you might get both in events. But in turn, learn from other event planners, wedding planners, people that are producing events because firsthand experience is going to really test you and see if you're going to be perfect for this industry because it does take an individual to keep with the stress and keep that kind of stress down when people and things are not happening that they want to because no event is perfect. But the experience is going to help you really take a back kind of view on events, what's happening, how the run of show is handled, AV, tech. I mean, there's so many different aspects to bring this full day or week together. So get that experience, reach out, and how do I do that, Alicia? Well, reach out to local event planning companies and see if you can volunteer. Go on your ads, either Facebook, I know there's a lot of different groups, or LinkedIn, and say, hey, I'm new at event planning. I would love to help people out or volunteer for something. There's always a way. Go to your local school. If you are taking net classes, or if you're a full-time student, there's always opportunities there that your school can pair you up with. I get myself an intern every September or so, and from thinking that they want to do event planning to actually experiencing it, it's like, wow, I had no idea. That's what they always tell me. I had no idea, Alicia. So remember, there's always a way, and you just have to really search for those opportunities. Number three Learn to network. So very important, if you are starting a local brick and mortar business, online business, if you're becoming a wedding planner, if you already are a wedding planner, learning to network, learning to establish great relationships with vendors, with potential sponsors, any of those important relationships that will help you and your business run smoother, I highly encourage it. For instance, I've got a few vendors around locally that I love to work with, and I've established a great rapport with them so that if I am hosting a local event, I go to them and I say I have an event coming up and they give me that secret handshake price point and they will serve me first before anybody else because they know that I have repeat business for them, I will refer them and I will basically have their back. So networking is so, so important. And understanding that you are going to need those people and those tools and resources to help you make your event planning business to the next level. Because if you have a terrible vendor that doesn't follow through with you, trust me, the whole day is going to be ruined for lack of better words. Let's pretend you have a catering company you've never worked with and they don't show up on time and they bring cold food. Imagine the kind of chaos going to happen after that. So, remember, learn to network, get your vendors, do even a research. Hire somebody to do a research in your area as to who the vendors are, florals, invitations, stationery, photographers, videographers and introduce yourself do a kind of like a checklist. I'm going to pick three vendors from each category and I'm going to go and meet them personally. So we have that rapport. Face-to-face rapport is so important. Once I get that, it's unstoppable. In an email, it's a little different because you don't have that face-to-face human interaction that basically establishes your trust. And the next point I want to make, number four, is capturing clients, how do I get clients, where do I start, marketing really for success because a lot of people do fall short on this and I really wanna take some time to understand how to get clients when you're just starting out or how to continue getting clients even if you're already established. So again, in your business plan, you may have done a SWOT analysis and if you don't know what a SWOT analysis is, it's strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats. And through your SWOT analysis, you are going to really talk about how to, or you're really gonna write down, I should say, identifying and understanding your ideal client. So really thinking about, again, like I said, market research, How do they? where do they hang out? Where do they go? Figuring out how to get your company in front of potential clients. So is that through a digital marketing campaign? Is it face-to-face? So here's a little golden nugget. You're going to focus on selling the solution and not the product. Because when you have a solution for somebody that says, I'm so busy, I can't do events, and I'm not sure if you're the right person for me, when you actually answer their questions before they actually present those questions to you in your copy, so for instance, in your marketing materials, your social media campaigns, your website, face-to-face elevator pitch, they're gonna say, wow, she's already in my head. And I've done that with a lot of my clients where I've set my copy and set up my copy in a way that they're like, yes, yes, yes. I've already nurtured them through my website, my email campaigns, and now they're already almost at that yes point. The next step is definitely to get them on a phone call and obviously having them to hire me or to hire the company. Where do I find those clients is probably your next question. Well, Alicia, I don't have clients. I don't know where to find them. Finding clients will be easy once you understand what you need to do to prepare yourself. If you're brand new and you have no website, no social media, nothing online in an online scope, then you're going to have to look outward to your community, your family, your friends, your word of mouth. So that's number one. If you do have a website and you have started somewhat your business plan and you're just ruffling through the first steps, I highly suggest, especially if you're local, if you're in a local market, I highly suggest going to an SEO expert to place your Google standings because let's face it, when somebody's trying to search for you, they're going to be searching on Google, wedding planner in Los Angeles or wedding planner, Houston, Texas. So SEO is very important and through one of my clients she started from scratch so she signed up for my event planning coaching package and she said I want to be an event planner I've taken my certification and so we went through the steps we created her business plan we researched her target market her competitors and we set up her website very simple on Squarespace website we hired somebody to do SEO. And a couple of months later, she was ranking on first page and she started to get hits and phone calls. And so SEO is so, so important for localized businesses. If you have an online business like me, then you will have to go to the social media and the social media. Listen to me, it's the social media. you have to go online. So LinkedIn, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, all of those things to really establish yourself. So it's a very different mindset because you're gonna be selling yourself online on social media, whereas local is a little bit different. You're going to take a different approach. I've owned three brick and mortar businesses, and I know what it's like to be starting from nowhere and establishing yourself as an industry leader in three different industries, mind you. If you didn't know, I had a dance studio, I had a daycare, and I also had another business. So getting your company in front of potential clients, no matter what avenue you take, is critical. So so another little bonus tip that I have, if you don't have a portfolio, you don't have any photos or experience, what do I do? And you can start somewhere. And like Marie Furlough says, it's everything is figure outable, right? So even if you have no pictures, nothing, go volunteer at a fair and put those fair pictures up. Obviously ask them, is it okay if I include this in my portfolio? There are tons of events happening literally every day. So you will find something and then start putting those small events up on your website as experience. Just to recap on everything I've just said, the most important part in any of this stuff, and no matter what you set up, you have SEO expert, you've hired all the great people, you have this amazing photo shoot, you set up your website, the most important and critical aspect of all of this is really human relationships. And I say human relationships because I don't mean emailing, but face-to-face strategic partnerships, vendors, getting out there in local events, being friendly and professional. There are so many times where I've met hospitality staff from in a hotel or from another vendor that are not friendly people, and they don't treat you with integrity. So that to me is probably the most important part of it all, is maintaining your professionalism throughout all of this, because if you go out on a social media and start bad-mouthing another company for whatever reason, you're not going to get ahead. And not all things are going to be obviously kosher, but in my experience, that human connection is going to go beyond. So landing your first client, being attentive to their needs, listening, because I don't talk about myself myself unless they ask me, so tell me more about you, because I wanna listen with integrity and I wanna listen with respect to my clients and to people that are inquiring about my service and to anyone that sends me an email or a DM or a PM or whatever. So remember that this connection part, even if you are getting a certification somewhere, maybe your teacher knows somebody and so treating her with respect, I mean, it sounds elementary, it really does, but. There has been more than one time that this industry sometimes is a very fickle one. Last but not least, develop your essential business skills. So let's say you don't have skills in computer. You're like, Alicia, I can't even open my email. Then learn to do it. If there's something that I don't know how to do, I either learn to do it, or I hire somebody. And if you're not in a position to hire somebody, then you're gonna have to Google that shit. (laughs) Go online, develop your business skills, figure out what the best payment processor is, do some research. Think about your work ethic and your communication, your composure, interpersonal skills, negotiation skills. Negotiation is one of the biggest things that you need to learn how to get what you want, especially when you're finagling with a vendor or a hotel venue. So remember, all these things come into effect when you are planning your first event. So if this is something you wanna jump into and you're like, yes, I'm ready, or oh my gosh, this sounds like a lot of work, then definitely shoot me a message, go on Instagram at Eventistry by Alicia. And talk to me about what your biggest challenges are, because I really want to hear from you. If you're trying to set up your own event planning business and you're running into roadblocks, I'd love to know what challenges you have and how I can help you overcome those challenges. And if you haven't heard the Eventistry Insiders, it's $37 a month, it's going to propel your business forward because at a low price of $37 and you get industry experts that have 25 years plus experience and they will give you the rundown, the lowdown, the everything down of what it means to plan a business. My mentor also contributes on a regular basis. And you will get front access pass to everything events from, like I said, negotiation skills to how to set up a sales call to understanding, even downloading an entire event planning toolkit. It can't get better than this. So I encourage you to come on and join. And if you want to join me on my Facebook group, go over to Six Figure Events and retreats over on Facebook and send me a message. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode and I can't wait to help you with your struggles, challenges, or even if you're going to the next level and you need high-level event planning coaching, send me an email and I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the Six Figure Event Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode and take the tools and tips and information from our guest speakers to help build extraordinary wealth as an entrepreneur, business owner, or event planner. Join us again next week for a new episode that I hope will continue to help you win in the events.